I love you. Hello, this is a podcast about movies and TV. Neither of us are Waffles and Mochi. Uh, yeah, they're actually not with us today. But we, no, no, that would be fucking awesome, though. <laughs> we, we were on the couch with them. Uh, you know, they were on we our were. TVs. Yeah, and... we were. And wherever Waffles and Mochi are on screen, they are physically inhabiting that space. That is uh, Muppet Law. Some people call it the Henson Principle. Muppet Law works too. We should like do a whole a whole novel called that and build a the the Henson Principle. <laughs> the Henson Principle. There's a sci-fi <laughs> movie for you. I don't actually know if Jim Henson uh, his his brand had anything to do with this. I should have looked that up, but I I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. I mean, they're just people can have puppets, Blake. Yeah, I know, but they are very Waffles and Mochi and the other characters in this are very Jim Henson esque, I would say. Yeah. Um Yeah. It might have been somebody who worked with him and, you know, it is doing this. There's a lot of people he he worked with. Nobody did puppets for kids better than Jim Henson. No. Even if that wasn't his intended desire from the get go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what though? This is a pretty good step away from that though i think they're uh, like yeah uh it it's still being puppets that is yeah i think this show is fun are you saying you're not a fan of that one show or that one movie that came out with melissa mccarthy a couple years ago no i didn't watch it but i mean the trailer alone kept me away man i mean geez i did i watched it I think I've talked about it on the podcast already, where it's like I I drove home, or I didn't, I didn't drive, I didn't have a car at the time, so I took a cab home, and like the when I when I the cab pulled up, he was like, "Hey, hop in the front seat with me." He was a very chatty guy, and so it was just like I got in there, and he was so ready to talk, but I talked the entire time instead because I was (laughs) bitching about the movie. (laughs) So he just had to sit there and listen to me complain about this movie for not like for the whole twenty minute ride. So this is secretly our review of uh, oh shit, what is that movie called? It's something like Happy Hour. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is something about uh, Happy Hour, isn't it? Oh man, I just yeah, I have no idea. It's I don't completely know, gone from my oh, mind. Yeah. I it's just remember not, like Homicide movie. Yeah, it's not just <laughs> Happy Hour though. It's not. So yeah, it's a Muppets a Muppet Homicide, homicide movie. So this is the review of that show that I have not seen. Um, I probably <laughs> won't see it. That's my review. No, we we probably will someday. We'll probably put it with some other. Okay, some some you disappointing mup uh, or adult puppet humor. There we go, adult puppet humor. Yeah, There's some that good means ones that can go with that. And and our fans out there, just to plug this, our fans out there, you can create your own playlist or your there own you uh, threesome episode if you join our Patreon. If you if you donate to yeah. our Patreon, you could uh, you can you could recommend. You could yeah. recommend a uh, a threesome for a patron pick monthly episode. I I don't know if the polls are open or if we're t- still taking recommendations, but our higher tiered patreons patrons that is can uh, recommend a threesome, and then all our tiered patrons can vote on them. Indeed, and some some lucky smart individual out there can design 
a threesome where that Muppet movie is yes. part, of the, part of the deal and force us to watch it uh, along yeah, with many other movies, uh, preferably preferably movies that are not porn or yeah we don't want to do that also easily accessible is is nice you know yeah yeah if you can stream it somewhere that'd be lovely yeah but uh but today we're talking waffles and mochi uh we got there from puppets and puppetry because that is who waffles and mochi are that's the world they live in it's a mixed world of puppets and real people very Uh, sesame street feel and i enjoy it and uh, we should get the the political bit out front it is sure. a show for Netflix produced by Higher Ground Productions, which is the Obama family's production company. So uh, if you're if you're someone out there who absolutely hates Obama, we're not going to get too – I mean we've gotten political on the show before, but I think it's obvious where we stand on things. But right. we don't want to scare people away, but do know that if you just can't stand Michelle Obama, you're not really going to like this show. Uh, but I do think it's worth it for your kids to watch. Uh, there's a lot of good – meaning and message right. behind a lot of these episodes and there's a lot of good knowledge too right yeah particularly over food and uh the whole health thing uh the initiative is pretty important to michelle obama and that's why she produced this show i'm sure and uh yeah, yeah she she plays the store owner it's like a grocery store or like yeah it's a, a grocery store it, i think they call it a supermarket I, or, yeah. or convenient i don't know what they call she, it but she spends most of her time on on the roof garden <laughs> like yeah in the nice garden on the roof garden on the roof yeah and i love that that's a great concept yeah. so like i remember i did a for an environmental science class or something in in high school i did a report on doing like turning your roofs in the gardens like you know use porous rock nice. and that'd be nice that'd be fun i'd like that i just have this uh yeah i got a huge yard so but I could turn my yard into a garden if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tiny, I have a tiny little spot where I've planted a small, a small garden. So I'm hoping that grows. But yeah, would you storming plant? like crazy out? Uh, zinnias. Zinnias. Yeah. Okay, nice, beautiful. Yeah, by recommendation from a, a lady that I worked with once. Uh, she's retired now. Congrats to her. Congrats. She told me to plant zinnias, and we're gonna see if I can do it. I can get a tiny little garden. <laughs> well, good luck. I mean, you got green thumbs, so you're halfway there. I know it helps. It really does help. Yeah. And speaking of which, I do think Obama got this the idea for this show when he read our file. Oh yeah. yeah because Mochi Mochi is kind of faceless, and I mean Waffles That's isn't true. green, but he is. You know, he is a weird monstrosity that you know most humans would probably shriek oh my at when God. they saw. I have. I have never been so honored to be compared to a television character than right now oh right right yeah i mochi's fucking like love mochi <laughs> yeah. i mean he's got that baby yoda effect where it's just like instant screen grab like you just in love because it's like oh cute and adorable and like i want you in my purse like and yeah here, there's like bastard. it's really like nothing too like <laughs> It's like the easiest just little pink, bit of CGI. Pink foam ball. Yeah, it's just a little pink foam <laughs> ball and a string. Oh, I mean, oh shit, that he's alive. He is a little mochi ball. He. They even tell you he's how to just, make him in yeah. the show. That's a whole episode. They do that. There is an ep- Yeah, there is a whole episode about that. Which I was like, 
that, that's one of my favorite things about this show is there's so much about food. I love watching people cook, but I right. myself am not a good cook. I'm really bad at it. And there's a lot of this movie or, or this show where it's just like, here's how you can make this. And it's like, that does look fucking super easy. I'm like, yeah. I didn't think I would be able to make that, but that looks like I could just fucking do it right now. And, and it's all these like professional chefs. Yeah. <laughs> they're professional chefs. And of course they make it look easy. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think we quite managed to express what this show is actually about. So waffles and mochi, they're from from the land of frozen food. I almost said the for, of forgotten food, <laughs> like the <laughs> fucking Christmas movies. Soul. Oh, or soul. Yeah, they uh, they decide that they want to see what's out there in the world because they're tired of just watching Julia Child, even though it's good stuff. I forgot about that. <laughs> they go out and they make it to I don't know some world adjacent to ours and uh they start working for michelle obama uh, mrs o mrs o you're right mrs o they are now grocery store workers employees but they know nothing about food and they have a magic cart that takes them across the world to meet chefs and different cooking people and they discover the world through food and it's very nice yeah and, and as they're traveling, uh, the cart shows them little interviews with children all around the world and all That's these right. children's opinion of the food that they're going to explore. And right. it's just so adorable. Like, So it's like, again, this is a show obviously made for kids. We've, we've compared it to Sesame Street, and it's kind of fun right, that right. people are probably going to watch this and, like, these guys struggle – or, like, the green traveler struggles to get through movies when he watched a, t- a children's TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it, it was weird it was nice just to put this on like right before i was going to bed and it was just calming and i was like whoa you learned a little bit about food and right uh, and it's just it's so pleasant it, you know there's there's also a lot of uh just silly oh really some silly. people it's so good yeah it, but but some people would would uh call them uh, oh crap what is it hidden messages what, what what's the word i'm looking for Oh, subliminal. <laughs> subliminal, subliminal, thank you. Some people would call them subliminal messages. Like, uh, whenever they use the magic cart to go somewhere, uh, <laughs> they, they would lift off from the sky, and you know, the cart would start flying, and they, uh, waffles would scream, listen to your vegetables. And then the overhead speaker, which speaks in a baby's voice, would say, and eat your parents. <laughs> Yeah, very excitedly, and, too. Yeah, very happily. <laughs> and it's just a silly, hilarious joke, but I have seen some very hardcore, <laughs> wild, right-wing nutsos who are just like, the Obamas are telling you to eat your parents and, and commit cannibalism. We're trying to brew this. And it's just like, they're just, I don't even think they're real right-wing nutsos. I think it's just like, you just know, some trolls trying trolls. to make this yeah. like conspiracy website <laughs> but oh my god it's funny uh i do i really do love listening to your vegetables and eating your parents me and uh my wife say it all the time now uh, we really enjoyed watching this show so that that up front that's, is just my endorsement i guess i mean that's why i i, I started the whole freaking podcast off with the the theme song that's 
instead of oh, this is green and faceless on the couch it's listen yeah. to your vegetables and eat your parents with waffles yeah. and <laughs> yeah baby yeah it's a fucking beautiful theme song it's just i don't know every time it came up you know netflix has this option every time every time your tv show goes to the next episode once the theme song happens it's like do you want to skip this intro and it pops up and it's just like if it's a really long intro and i'm like yeah fuck it i you know it's like sure i don't want to watch this intro every single time with this show every all all 10 episodes or whatever it was i was like yeah no i don't want to skip the fucking intro this shit's adorable what are you talking it's about it's hilarious <laughs> yeah oh man i do I, and <clears throat> so basically it's a kid's show again we've said it a couple times already it's got a kid's show structure but it does a really good job of playing with that structure so you know they the episode starts off something happens that reveals that they don't know something about food and then they go to the magic cart and they go around the world and figure it out and sometimes use that to save the day at the end of the episode save the days a little that's pushing it a little bit i think they say sometimes once in the whole season (laughs) well they learned something and it's always important and it's typically about food Sometimes there's yeah. other things like friendship, but mostly food. <laughs> they grow so well. They're so beautifully. They grow. The show. They do. Except for, yeah. uh, I almost called him Bumbly. His name is Busy. He's a bee. Busy. Yeah. Uh, he's Jonathan like, Kidder. Jonathan. Yeah. He's Mrs. O's first first aid. <laughs> like like assistant manager or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the second in command first aid. <laughs> she's a he's a medical doctor. <laughs> no. Um. But he's just this a he's just this weird little bee who sometimes he seems very mean and then sometimes he's just like a very pleasant character. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's only like two or three episodes where he's just like I'm gonna pretend like I don't know Waffles and Mochi's name and I'm gonna call them Pancakes and Micho or whatever. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, Machi, I think yeah. He just, yeah, he just doesn't do it consistently. He only does it for like three episodes, and it's just like I don't get you are you are you like a mean mean spirited like guy or who are you he was he was the only part of this whole show where i was just like what is your purpose here like oh uh, i i i don't want to like take away from this conversation about busy and some of the other uh reoccurring characters but i did remember something about the structure is that they always get a badge always get a badge for mrs o oh yeah and and they yeah. put it on their their apron that they don't wear at any other time except for when they're getting a badge <laughs> except for this big reveal yep yeah i love it yeah and it's always a nice moment because you know again it's as you said it's part of the structure that's the only that's one of the few things that just stays the exact same is that that rotating shot of them on the lazy susan Whereas right. like they just come around to the camera and there's a new badge on their chest and they're very proud, you know, chest <laughs> jutted out like, fuck yeah, we did this. And to go back to what you're saying about Busy, about how you said uh, you're not sure that you quite get his character. Yeah, I, can, I understand what you're saying, but I'm happy that he was there because he gave something for Mrs. O to play off of. And Mrs. Yeah. O, I, I think she's a nice lady. But she's not really an actor. So at some points, her acting is a... I, I don't want to call it lackluster because she seems like she wants to be there. She just, you know, is new to it. 
so busy kind of gives her something to kind of bounce that back off of and have a little bit of comedy with and feel a little bit more involved with the rest of the world so i i appreciate busy for that purpose that's fair yeah i i I agree with that that makes a lot of sense and because there are moments where you definitely do get that sense it's like well she's not an actor so i'm not gonna you know harsh on her too much right now because you know there's times where she'll talk to waffles and mochi and you're just like all right you need a little more a little more energy in your delivery there yeah yeah it's a little one note she's uh, a busy lady and i hate to she's yeah she is i hate to do that to her because yeah she as you said she is she is not an actor but she does a great job she does it yeah it's very enjoyable to watch and you know i thought it was hilarious when she first launched this initiative uh way back i think i was like maybe a senior in high school when she right. was just like launching that let's let's fix school lunches and everything let's eat healthier and she was getting so much backlash and like even in high school i was like no, yeah, this is okay. I, I would be happier if I was eating a little healthier because there was a lot yeah. of garbage that I was eating, and I was getting a little heavy, and I was like, mm, I don't have the self control. I mean, right. I do, but I didn't. I didn't as a kid because I well, didn't think about it. Every Wednesday was Bosco Stick Day, and you know I spent extra lunch money on that. <laughs> well, we had yeah, we had. We always had, you know, you always have lunch money, and we always had a cart of frozen goodies. So it's like I would eat, eat, eat the daily meal, and then I would go back in and be like, I'm gonna get myself a choco taco, and I would eat, yeah. you know, eat that nice. little chocolate ice cream taco, and I would do that almost every single day uh. because I was a kid and I didn't think about that shit. And now, as an older adult who has digestive issues, I'm just like, I wanna go back and punch that kid. Or I right, can put the blame yeah. on somebody else because that is the American way. <laughs> yeah, fix the system. system. <laughs> <laughs> they need to fix the system so that I can't get access to that kind of shit when I was a younger kid. Yeah, no, but but for real, we should be uh, feeding our kids better, and I'm I'm happy that this show exists to me- kind of make them excited about eating better. I think that that's a, a good thing. Yeah, and so. I think another great thing this show does is the diversity and how it delivers on that diversity. You yeah, know, they'll have they'll go to a restaurant and somebody will be speaking in sign language while also delivering the dialogue verbally or orally. I mean, right, that was uh, in the but first it, episode. Yeah, and it, it's very nice because they they just like barely like briefly touch on it. it's like why are you speaking with your hands and it's just like oh because you know most of our staff is deaf, they all speak with sign language. And it's just a nice, like, just easy way to just, like, you know, get that into kids' minds. They you know, it's just like so many people speak in different languages. You know, they'll they'll have they'll have conversations with kids from I think Peru, from like Japan, like all over the world, who are speaking their natural language, and you just have a translator who's just you know talking over it. And it's it's just so nice that it's just like, you know, this show just trusts kids to understand it. It's not gonna you know it's gonna deliver on diversity yeah. and also educate and entertain at the same time and it's it's really lovely in that way right it really is and if anything when that happens if the kid is a little bit confused while why they are hearing different sounds come out of the person speaking's mouth and then english going on that's a conversation that you get to have with your kid and be like oh well there's different languages around no no, no don't 
that's a bad that's bad americans don't want to have conversations with their kids the i show, see the show delivers all the education you need you don't have to worry about oh, talking to your okay. child that's why the show exists <laughs> not so that we can have you know better relationships with our children okay all right well you know i'm not a father i'm I... <laughs> that was just a joke people i wholly agree with what the faceless uh faceless leon is suggesting that is precisely what you should do with your kids but oh man it was it was hilarious watching a lot of uh online and at the workplace all that kind of stuff i think the ladies i work with handled it really well but like watching parents over quarantine just like explode <laughs> trying to educate their kids oh it's so funny yeah. i think this these are the kinds of shows like this sesame street all that kind of stuff especially for young children these are the kind of shows that are perfect to put on and you know they deliver a education and i think entertainment i don't know if you know neither of, as you yeah. said neither of us are fathers we don't have kids well okay but i mean i found it very entertaining and i think it's kind of important exactly. for kids and parents to be able to watch something together so i i yeah. hope that some this style or at least this quality of show kind of trends so that there can be more that you would be interested in watching with your kids even if they it becomes their favorite and they want to watch it over and over again because there's just exactly. there's just enough quippiness and really good bits honestly that would keep it interesting even if your kid was like let's watch this again which they're gonna do if i do become a parent like it's gonna be very obvious that's like it's gonna be tit for tat we'll watch your show and if, you know then you will watch my show <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll, they'll watch this and then we'll watch star wars together uh, yeah, they'll, also, they'll have yeah they'll definitely have to watch doctor who which i don't sadly have any doctor who i don't think any of the characters in this were in doctor who at any time maybe in cameo perhaps, I, don't know. I don't know i i didn't I do that, so. that research for this show but yeah they'll definitely have to watch doctor who and star wars and lord of the rings and all that good stuff Oh, yeah. uh, and it'll you know it'll be a good trade-off you know i'll, I'll watch the freaking paw patrol but then you gotta watch hey. star wars all right but listen listen all right listen listen you're not gonna tell me paw patrol's good are you no i have nothing about paw patrol i don't know anything <laughs> except for the toys because we looked worked at target and it's like when it was really starting to get to its height yeah and i always worked the toy and section because I really like toys, <laughs> and I always made it look really good too. Oh, um, yeah, you did. Yeah, I we got started talking about toys. Well, <laughs> 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 you're You you mentioned Paw Patrol, but you mentioned something else with that. Oh yeah, all right, Lord of the Rings. I was totally good with those first two movies. Everything that happened in those first two movies. When they started catapulting those heads in the third movie, yeah. yeah. I had the worst dreams. <laughs> yeah, that might that might not be good for kids. I, I thought about yeah. that literally when you mentioned the first two movies. I was like, "Oh no, what's in the third movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, Cad Fulton heads." Yeah, that, that shit was no. <laughs> not, not the best for kids. Is it? Not quite. My not kids quite. are still and, gonna watch it. I don't care. And the uh, the 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 freezing Han scene that fucked with me too. That. But I saw that much younger than I saw 
Well, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. My kids are gonna have my kids are gonna have nightmares no matter what. Like I'm, <laughs> you know, the f- the first time that they want to sit down on a Halloween night with me, we're watching Halloween. Oh, like, <laughs> and then they're not gonna want to watch Halloween movies with me ever again. <laughs> what did they do to him, Dad? Right, don't worry about it. He just he just stuck a knife through him, and he's just hanging in the hanging on the closet door. It's all right. Don't worry about it. He's it's, fine. It's acting. It's acting. Yeah, it's a puppet. It's how my dad. You know, we watched <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones. You know, and it's just the Temple of Doom happens, and the Kamehameha, or not the, uh, not the Kamehameha, the uh, Kalema. Kalema. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene. I call it Kamehameha. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> that that whole scene. My dad was just like sitting there. Mom was just like, cover his eyes, cover his eyes. And dad's like, and we own the fucking movie. He's not, you know, why bother covering his eyes? And it's just like my dad was just. He just kept saying, he's like, it's just a movie, right? You know that. It's just acting. It's just <laughs> this isn't real. You're not gonna have nightmares about this, are you? And I was like, no, dad, I'm not. And like two nights later, I'm just up in my bed and like, God, Jesus, <laughs> like he his fucking heart out of his chest. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, um, there shouldn't be any nightmares in this show. There is one scary episode. Oh yeah, is it the mushroom episode? Yeah, yeah, it was the mushroom episode. Yeah, because it was like he. So, oh, she, excuse me. Uh, Waffles is afraid of the mushrooms for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they frame it. They frame it in a horror-like atmosphere yeah. at first, and I really dug that. That was really cool. It was hilarious. Uh, that was one also, of my favorite. Ep- that was one of my favorites. Guest star of Stranger Things, Gaten Matarazzo. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry. I I probably fucked up your name, but you're brilliant. So thank you for your work, and thanks for being in this show. Yeah, he was lovely. Yeah, he he did a, a good job. That's my favorite episode, I think. There's a lot of really good stuff in that. That was the next thing I was going to ask you is what our favorite episodes were. And I love this episode because, first off, like, the way they approach mushrooms, which is a thing that kids are definitely, like, not into, typically. At least in our culture. And um, the way they approached it was so good. Like, it, it made them inviting uh, at the end of the episode even though waffles was afraid of them at first and uh it, it explains that they are a completely different part of the uh uh uh, uh the kingdom of life that uh, whatever the ecosystem you know, that's sure yeah i don't know um <laughs> i i used to know these things but it's been a while since high school biology they're not animals they're not plants there's 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 yeah, something different they're fungi they're fungi and uh they're they're beautiful in their own way they grow differently and some of them taste delicious and some of them will kill you so you and gotta know your mushrooms you. you gotta know your mushrooms oh man uh, I agree. This is also my favorite episode. Just oh, is it? Out there. This and the Herbs and Spices one. I, I, really I did it. The Herbs and Spices. It was a good ender. Uh, which was another one. That was another one that was a little bit like a, a horror episode because all the color disappeared. Yeah. And it was kind of frightening. Yeah. Um, it was. But, but the, the mushrooms, though, it, growing up as a kid, I hated them. Mm-hmm. I could not stand store-bought mushrooms. Uh, the only type of mushroom I enjoyed were the ones that I had to go out and find with my parents when we went mush- uh, morel mushroom hunting. Uh, we had some woods near our house. We would always go out every year and come back with a good bag full, almost always. And it was just so much fun. It was just a nice little, you know, go out and hike with the old man, the mama, 
and just mm-hmm. <laughs> find, you know, just we weren't me and my brother weren't the best we were very impatient hunters but we did find some great hot spots it, it's hard as a kid to go out and be patient and look at the ground and just, you know yeah. look for morels but at the same time I, it's a very meditative thing that i enjoy right. doing now as an adult you know it's i love going yeah around mushroom hunting now yeah we've gone a few times and uh well i can't say we've had any luck so far but it's been very enjoyable <laughs> I just, I don't know the hot spots near here. Right, I gotta, yeah. I gotta figure they it out. I mean, that's the problem is... hunted before we get there, too. Well, well, that and there's, you know, there's no soul that's gonna tell you where their, their hiding right. spot is for these places. You know, it's like, right. you're not gonna give that secret away once you find it. Right, exactly. They're too good. Mushrooms are fucking they great. They are fucking I good. Them. I love they, them more now. They are very flavorful, and that flavor is called umami. <laughs> umami. Oh, man, I love that joke, too. But there was just a moment in college where uh, I'm a vegetarian now, but when I was in college, I wasn't, not, not towards the beginning at least, and we were just at a friend's house, and we ordered a pizza, and it came and it was sausage and mushrooms. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I just want I just wanted sausage and it was like, Oh, sorry, man. I was like, Well fuck it, I'm hungry. I you know, I haven't eaten all yeah. this, I'm gonna eat this. And I ate it and I was like, Fucking love mushrooms now. Like it's just this some some switch where it's I can't I can't eat too much. You know, there's a lot of mushrooms me for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's you know, two slices of pizza with mushrooms on it and I'm 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 good. But I do love me that umami now. Yeah, umami. That, that, they didn't teach us that as kids. They, that one didn't exist uh, in our culture yet. Um, it's like it's like Pluto being a moon, or Pluto yeah. being a not being a planet. Uh, yeah, now a it's a, a a dwarf planetoid or something, some bullshit like that. Yeah, it's still it's still there. It's okay, mom. It's not a planet. Just I'm sorry. I know you don't want to agree with me on this, but it's not <laughs> anymore. They know better than us. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're scientists. They've studied this shit. They've 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 refined and and narrowed the definition. And Pluto does not match that definition anymore. It's okay. Not anymore. Um, and, and you know what? Yeah. And I don't think it really quite met the other definition, but they clarified it so that it for sure didn't because they're like, yeah. that's not a planet. I'm sorry. And sorry, guy who just mad at Pluto. anybody. Yeah. Yeah. If you're mad at anybody, just be mad at Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's the one who, who made the definitions and shit and killed Pluto's status in the world. So. <laughs> And if love, you uh, are upset about that, go look up uh, Planet X on YouTube, and I hope it doesn't lead you to porn because the the the, the videos that I watched about <laughs> it were quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, just look up Planet X. That's that's one X, not three. One not X. three. Yeah, just one. Just one. So, anyways, this episode, uh, speaking of umami, does go into that particular uh, flavor. Your your tongue has several different uh, classifications of taste bud, or or at least there different parts of your tongue taste differently, and umami is there. They do this like fun thing where they have caricatures of each of the taste buds that live inside a mochi's mouth, 
yeah. each of the flavors that is and uh occasionally they'll get their own musical number and umami's is hilarious uh it's oh man i love it it's it, it's almost it's on the edge of innuendo <laughs> yeah i love those i love those like just small asides where they just cut away to yeah. animation or more puppetry yeah. or any any of that kind of stuff it's just it's it's nice little just intermissions for the kids where it's just you know it's like you've learned stuff now let's have a fun little musical getaway yeah and <laughs> And it's fun, as you said, it's fun for the parents too because there's a lot of it really uh, is a lot of good humor in there. Oh, definitely. Of... Oh, and some great guest stars, including like uh, Zach Galifianakis, Jack Black. You got some yeah, great like... celebrity chefs in there, like Chef Massimo and yeah, Jose Andres, I believe is his name. Yeah, Jose um, Andres. I love him. Uh, he, I've always been a fan of his because of the uh, the organization he runs that. I can't remember yeah, what it's called. World uh, I think that's correct. I believe that's what it's called. It's a really cool thing. You know, if a disaster hits, they're one of the first people there trying to get food to people who don't have easy access yeah. to it. Um, and he's he's just a brilliant, fun chef to watch too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, both you know, he and up... both he and Massimo were cracking me up. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and like. I grew up with my, you know, my parents like that kind of stuff. They watched, uh, you know, my dad watched Rachel Ray, uh, quite a lot. And, um, we all watched Emerald every now and then. Uh, he was a, he was a fun chef. You know, he's the guy who always like, uh, toss, like toss salt into the bowl and be like, bam. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. He was a lot of fun to watch. But he had like a lot, a lively energy that made it entertaining that's what jose andres has too you know he he just makes it so much fun to watch when he's cooking because he's just, yeah he's having a blast especially with waffles and mochi it is so yeah. good uh, another one of the chefs that i thought did a great job i really i thought all the and they do you know they meet with like chefs and cooks and and families around the world as we said earlier but uh yeah. another one of the chefs that i thought did a great job was Samin Nasrat, she's got a cool show uh, on Netflix. I've se- I've only really watched the first episode of, of uh, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And uh, I think her part in this, she's in a couple episodes, really made me interested to watch her show because uh, it's all about the science of cooking, kind of. And, yeah. you know, those those are the three, the four, excuse me, main flavors of 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 any dish yeah. so yeah i'm excited to watch that now she brought that same level of fun energy to mm-hmm. teaching as jose did to cooking you know yeah. it was fun to just listen to her talk because she was so excited about what she was talking right. about yeah and the puppeteers for waffles and mochi i guess mostly waffles because mochi just kind of sits there and gets animation later he eats food sometimes <laughs> he does eat food sometimes their interactions with them being interested and learning i think is great because like they're they're always active and attentive there like sometimes you got puppets or animation on kids shows where they're learning something and they're like okay we can let them not do anything because the kids are going to be focusing on them but i don't think that's true the kids attention wanders probably more than yours does and they're going to want to know what the characters that they identify most with, Waffles and Mochi, are doing during the scene. And if they're really interested in what the person's saying, they're going to be interested too. 
and maybe I'm just rambling and <laughs> no no I no I'm I'm in agreement I was just gonna add that uh the the sounds of mochi are provided by Peter Michael okay. and Michelle Zamara is the voice of waffles that's and good like mention. you said they both it, it, it's funny to mention that Peter Michael is great at being a voice actor, but as as you were saying, they are very attentive to what's going on, yeah. what they're learning, right. and like you can hear it in Mochi's sounds. Like I know it's silly to say that because all yeah. he's doing is like, Wee, but you really can, you know, but you can, yeah. And I'm sure he just provided that in the sound booth later, but it, you know, but with with Zamara. It, Michelle Zamara, I assume she was there on set learning at the same time. Maybe she provided right. it all in the sound booth later as she well. She might have. But if she did, she did an amazing job lip matching. Exactly. And and their and their attentiveness, the especially her uh Zamara, they're just you know, they deliver on that on the educational yeah. aspect, you know, because because sure it do. does seem like they're interested in what's going on. But my other favorite episode, as we were, we had mentioned, was Herbs and Spices. And in that episode, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, they, all hell breaks loose. They didn't realize the value of herbs and spices. You know, there's nothing more painful than going to Kroger or Target or wherever the hell you go to get your your shit and going to the spice aisle and be like, I just want basil. I just want basil. And it's like four fucking dollars. And it's this tiny little, tiny little can. You're like, this is too fucking expensive. And, and you know, then you're just like, I'm just going to go home and grow my own fucking basil. Fuck this. I gotta have my spices, man. I use so much spices. I do too. I do too. For a long time, I didn't understand why it was uh, so expensive. Right. And then I, I literally watched this episode where they explain the value of spices and how difficult right. some of this shit is to make and how important it is to everything. And you know, just watching it, it's just like, oh my god, you know it. It was it was so educational and entertaining is, at the same yeah. time because. This shit I didn't know about spices that happened in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, the the corn's a different episode. I did like that episode, too, because of the competition with Rashinda Jones. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. I think so, where where they're trying to have a a cook-off. Yeah, a corn cook-off, yeah. Yeah, and she's she's like the snobby co-worker who's just like i am totally gonna kick your ass like you can go fuck yourself and this is my bake off to win <laughs> yeah and, that's what she says yeah. <laughs> in the cook-off of this kid's show word for word <laughs> <laughs> word for word and she just totally cusses out waffles and mochi and mochi's like <laughs> oh, magic carp help us oh i called like magic cart magic carp <laughs> you turned it into a pokemon it is similar uh, colors, now that I think about it. Yeah, inspired. Do you think it was an inspiration? I could see yeah, it. Maybe. It could be. It could yeah. be. It's there to, to confuse the millennial uh, parents. Yeah. We're figuring out where Obama's coming up with all this shit. He read our there file we go. and he played he, he hasn't, you know, he he couldn't play video games for a long time, so now that he's not no longer president, he just like blasted through Pokémon Sun and Sun yeah. and Moon or yeah, Sword and Shield or whatever those new ones were. <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of video games to catch up on. <laughs> oh shit! Well, I think I think we're ready for closing statements. I think we talked about this show, but I do have one thing to mention to you and to those who don't, who may not know. 
The show's already got a, a spinoff show. It is called. Oh, they didn't give it to Busy, did they? No, no, no. Busy it's on Netflix. Get a show. It's on Netflix and on YouTube, I think. Uh, it is a talk show, starring hosted by Jennifer Gardner, and it's called "What's Cooking Tonight." And uh, it is a talk show with like little game show elements, like this. For, I watched the first episode right before we did this. It is. I wouldn't say it's equally as good as Waffles and Mochi, uh, but it is fun and gives you a little bit more taste of Waffles and Mochi. Michelle Obama is there cooking with Chef Nasra again, who they have really fun chemistry, actually, Mrs. Obama and the chef. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I don't know that I'll stick with the whole series, but if you are wanting more Waffles and Mochi, there's more out there for you. Just they turned around like this show just came out. It must have been popular. And they're like, well, let's let's give them some more. Probably. I mean, uh, the higher production, higher grounds production, is that what they're called? Yeah, higher ground productions. They've got a lot of interesting stuff coming out. And a lot of it's on Netflix because they have that. I think they have a deal together. So, you know, way to go. That's that's an interesting path for a former first lady and president to take to go into the entertainment industry. They're doing the opposite of the 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 guy (laughs) after them. (laughs) He went from entertainment into presidency. Yeah, damn fuck. Well, I I appreciate what I've seen so far, and it, you know it seems like they're yeah. you know gonna remain focused on putting out stuff that uh, will be good for yeah factual and good for family fun, factual and educational entertainment. <laughs> so I think it's obvious we like this. Highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a they did a great job. Every episode I believe was directed by Jeremy Connor who co-wrote the episodes with uh, Erica Thormalane? Thormalin? Thormalin? Whatever. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's good entertainment. It's great for kids. I think there's a lot of good messages. As, we, as I said, there's a lot of good diversity, which is very important for younger entertainment because it just, you know, it, it shows kids. Kids aren't racist. Right. Nobody's born racist. And, you know, that, yeah, just, that happens with how, how you grow up. And I think entertainment that shows a good blend of diversity and doesn't, you know, take so much time to address it in any way. It just it's just normal. Yeah, that's fabulous. That's what you need. I think so. And that I highly, highly applaud this show for doing that. And you know, I love as we said, I love the the guests, Jose Andres, Nazarat. They were both very entertaining, and like all of them were entertaining. I don't sadly I didn't yeah. write down all the names, but yeah, I mean, wonderful. Yeah. I give it. It feels weird to give it the four star system, but I'm gonna stick with it, I guess, because I don't want to design a new system for TV shows. So <laughs> I give it three stars. That's very nice. That's very nice. I definitely give it a full face. I think it's a. It really is a good show for anybody who I don't know wants to learn a little bit about food, but it's not like you know. I don't feel like you have to go out and watch this if you have kids. It's definitely a good place to go. Go watch it. Yeah. And even if you don't have kids, I think it's fun. So watch it. <laughs> but full face, yeah, I don't. Back. I'm not gonna give it to uh, a face and a half because I just I don't think that it... because Michelle Obama is an actor. No, 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 no. Not just because of Michelle Obama's acting. Uh, I, I, don't, I'm not bringing that into my my consideration and judging <laughs> this show. I. 
I think that she did a fine job for a person who is not an She actor. did. She did. I'm just playing. Oh, uh, thanks, Mrs. O. I did enjoy your show. I've been the Faceless Leon. And I am the Green Traveler. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.